stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Mark my words, that pipeline will be built. Well, and we did mark her words, and uh, we marked them uh, on May, I believe it was May 30th of 2017. Uh, so, she told us to, and we did. Look, it's not necessarily Rachel Notley's fault that we're in this predicament. But I do think uh, that her government, the federal government, was guilty of a little bit of a premature touchdown dance, shall we say, on this whole thing. So, I will say this about the Premier, however. At least she is out talking about it today. The Premier is in Toronto today, spoke at an energy symposium earlier today. We'll meet with Federal Finance Minister Bill Morneau later today. You might be wondering, though, why isn't she meeting with the Prime Minister? Well, the Prime Minister's itinerary for today, Wednesday, April 11th, says he is taking a personal day. We're not sure why. We're not sure what that means just seems a little random, and in the midst of this potentially, anyway, constitutional crisis, is it really the best time for the prime minister to be taking a day off, especially when he's about to, to leave the country for this big uh, summit in South America? So it was a little odd to me. A lot of questions, obviously, here, folks, about where this all goes from here. How do we save this pipeline project? How do we send a message that this kind of stuff, when approved, when it's gone through the proper channels and the proper review and has the green light, that that means something gets built? How do we get to that point? How do we send the message that that's how things work in this country? Now, we are going to talk in a few minutes here about what's going on in B.C., Again, Alberta's not the problem here. Ottawa's not the problem here. The problem here is the B.C. government. Uh, had the uh, B.C. Liberals been reelected last year, I think we'd be in a very different situation right now. So is the B.C. government in a mood to, to cooperate, to play ball? Do they see some political benefit to be gained from uh, standing up to Ottawa, standing up to Alberta? We'll, we'll hopefully get some answers to those questions coming up in a few minutes. Uh, Vaughn Palmer with the Vancouver Sun is going to join us. Now, let's play for you, though, what Premier Notley had to say in Toronto today, making the case for this project, right? It seems like this is kind of Alberta versus B.C., but there are a lot of national issues at stake. So speaking to a Toronto audience today, Premier Notley talking about the importance of having a Canada that works. The situation, as some commentators have said, is rapidly becoming a, an economic and constitutional crisis for our country. And I must say, I am a bit concerned myself that these commentators are not actually overstating the problem. Um, I think they might be correct. And so... However, having said that, I'm equally determined to prove that they are wrong and that we can get past this difficulty because I love this country and what it stands for and uh, I'm not prepared to let one province hijack its future without a fight. Um, and I believe that many, many, many people agree with that position across this country and indeed within BC. So that's why I'm here today to call on my fellow Canadians in this room and throughout Ontario to stand with Alberta and to stand up for a Canada that works. One more from the Premier here when she talks about the loud voices in this debate uh, seemingly are in the driver's seat. 
most Canadians in each and every province of this country, including British Columbia, support this moderate approach. But we, the moderate majority in Canada, risk being outshouted. We risk being outshouted by determined advocates who think that their environmental agenda must be rammed through regardless of the economic consequences on the kitchen table deliberations of regular families across this country. And we also risk being outshouted, outshouted by their very peculiar allies who choose to ignore, ignore the overwhelming evidence around climate change. Neither of these groups should win. We have a path forward which will actually build our economy, build our environmental sustainability, and build our national reputation and our ability to attract more and more investment to this country in the long-term way. That is the path we need to take. That is the path that we are on. That is the path that we will succeed in, in making our way along. All right, so Premier Notley speaking in Toronto today. Now, of course, keep in mind that uh, right now you got an NDP government in Alberta, an NDP government in BC, albeit a coalition government of sorts, uh, that are at odds with one another. Uh, then you have a federal NDP, and of course, uh, within the NDP, uh, these, these provincial and federal distinctions are not really significant. It's all one big party, uh, at least on paper. So what about the federal leader, Jagmeet Singh? Now, we, we know that the federal NDP has always opposed the Trans Mountain Project. So what is Jagmeet Singh proposing? Well, here's what the federal NDP leader had to say today. In recent days, we have seen some pretty heated remarks from the Liberal government after the Kinder Morgan announcement. These comments do not serve to unite. Instead, they are driving a wedge between Albertans and British Columbians. They're not helping the environment, the economy, or our federation. Let's be clear. Let's be absolutely clear. The Liberal government created this mess. If they had fulfilled their promise to overhaul the environmental review and the approval process, we would not be in this situation today. Today, we're calling on the federal government to partner with BC and to submit a joint reference question to the Supreme Court so that Canadians can see that politicians can actually work together for the national interest. We also urge them to invite First Nations and the province of Alberta to participate equally in this case. Right, so not a lot of nonsense packed into that one-minute uh, soundbite there from Jagmeet Singh. First of all, this, this is in no way the federal government's fault. The federal government certainly did not create this problem. We can debate the merits of some of the changes the Liberals have proposed to the review process. Uh, but they certainly have made some changes, maybe unnecessary changes, but the changes nonetheless. Uh, but certainly this particular project went through a very rigorous process and over 200 conditions attached to its approval. So, no, the federal government is not the problem here. The federal government did not create this mess. Uh, secondly, the idea that when time is of the essence, we're going to put a, a referral, a reference to the Supreme Court of Canada that would take probably six months at minimum. Just seems like a, a complete and total non-starter. And why on earth, by the way, would the federal government be a part of that? To basically concede the point that its jurisdiction on this matter is up for debate or up in the air. Because it's not. It's crystal clear. So, fairly goofy suggestion there from, from federal NDP leader Jagmeet Singh. But thanks for coming out, I guess.
403-974-8255. So when we come back, Vaughn Palmer with the Vancouver Sun, we'll get the view from BC. Is there a, a, an appetite for a deal? I mean, I think Ottawa, that would be their first choice. Let's get together in a room. Let's sit down. Let's play nice. Uh, let's, let's make a deal. Well, I get a sense, certainly from that rally we saw yesterday in downtown Calgary, that there's some impatience here. Uh, and I think there are a lot of voices that uh, are calling on the prime minister to bring the hammer down on B.C. and to do it in a hurry. But would that make the chances of a deal less likely? Is it the carrot or the stick that's going to get us to a resolution here, if a resolution is indeed possible? Again, I I think everybody involved is kind of caught off guard by this. The federal government, the Alberta government, the B.C. government. So I don't know how far the brinksmanship needs to go. But obviously, uh, B.C.'s in the driver's seat in a lot of ways here in terms of what they're prepared to do, either to go to the mat in opposing this pipeline or to sit down at the table and try to get a deal. Well, joining us for some thoughts on where things may be headed, Vaughn Palmer joins us, columnist with the Vancouver Sun, VancouverSun.com, and an interesting piece today that's getting noticed outside of uh, British Columbia. Vaughn, thanks for joining us here today. Oh, thank you for asking me. I wish I could sort this thing out, but I'll take a stab at it. Well, we'll do our best. Um, but, but certainly, I think, you know, the people who are reading and sharing your piece today are, are taking from it the, the prospect of the B.C. government being at least open to making a deal. Is, is that reading too much into it? Well, they're looking for an exit strategy, but they want one that'll save face. Yeah, so sure. the B.C. government's main thing they're doing right now is they're going to ask the court whether or not the provincial jurisdiction over the sea bottom and over the environment allows the province to in any way change the terms of federal approval of this pipeline. So it's a fairly narrow legal question. The province has quietly abandoned its original election promise, which was to do everything in its power to stop the pipeline. The province now has legal advice saying you can't do that. You, 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 you do everything in your power to stop this project. You're running up against <clears throat> federal jurisdiction, and you may also be leaving yourself open to a lawsuit from Kinder Morgan for all the money they've already spent, which is a billion dollars because yeah. you're acting in bad faith. So the province has kind of balanced itself on a razor blade here. They want to be able to continue their question to the court. It's not even a court challenge anymore. It's a question to the court. At the same time, they don't want to have to back off that, but at the same time, they don't want to leave themselves wide open to retaliation from Ottawa or a lawsuit from the company. No, certainly not. So uh, as, as they've maybe backed down from that and, and pursued a, a more narrow strategy, what should we read into that, though? I mean, does it suggest then that there's a possibility that uh, under the right terms or the right conditions that they might yeah. back down a little more? So Premier John Horgan yesterday said to invited the federal government and the Alberta government to join British Columbia in a reference case, uh, asking the courts, where's the dividing line between provincial jurisdiction and federal jurisdiction? No question that Ottawa has the overwhelming jurisdiction, Mm -hmm. but the province have any say at all. And the reason you would want Ottawa to do that is because only the federal government can do a direct reference case to the Supreme Court of Canada and ask for an expedited decision. So you might reduce the time getting an answer to a matter of months from a matter of years. 
There is a problem with that, however, and I think everybody in Alberta can see it. The company's threatening to walk away by the 31st of May without certainty. Uh, British Columbia has not suggested how to deal with that, but the one solution that might be there is the governments agree to put the question to the court on an expedited decision and agree to abide by the outcome. And meanwhile, Alberta and Ottawa somehow or other indemnify the country, the company, against the financial risk. So Kinder Morgan says they want to start spending two or three hundred million dollars on the project uh, starting after May 31st. The governments, in effectively, say we'll take a piece of the action in the project, a piece of the ownership, and indemnify you against any losses. I realize that's a very complicated and expensive solution, but. I do think that's what BC is hinting at when the Premier says, join us in going to court. And let's say that happens. Let's say we get the reference uh, and, and the court comes back and says, look, this is federal jurisdiction and end of story. Uh, is that enough for John Horgan to, to turn around and say, well, you know, I tried? Well, I think it is. But you'd also, I think if you were Ottawa and you were Alberta, you'd want... Horgan to sign a statement that he agrees to abide by the outcome, whatever it is. So that's the end of it. You're not going to try to cook up another court challenge after that. This this will satisfy the provincial concern. Um, so you'd, you'd need an accord of some sort between the three governments. And as I said, I realized, I, th- I think the one thing that the British Columbia government hasn't fully grasped yet is just how angry the federal government and the Alberta government are at the BC government over this. You know, to to go this court route would would mean those other two governments that are angry admitting that, well, BC had a point in taking this matter to court. I mean, it, it's a bit of a back down for Ottawa and for Alberta, and it's hard to imagine, for me, knowing the anger, them doing that. But in answer to the question, is British Columbia looking for an exit strategy? Yes, I believe they are. What would it look like? It would have to be face-saving. It would have to somehow or other preserve the provincial right to ask these questions in court. Does federal money <laughs> uh, help the matter? I mean, there's already a lot of money committed under this yes. this pipeline plan for some marine protection. If that that pot were to be sweetened considerably, does that does that change does that change the situation? Um, you know, I, I understand that the feds have already offered that. The, the, the feds have said to the province, look, if you want to tweak the the deal, you know, you can go ahead and do that, right? But the province, uh, I think, I think what they found in the kind of backroom negotiations so far is that the province wants to keep the court action active. They want, they want to do that court thing, and that's that's the, the obstacle, right? Now you know that there are some very hardball options. Uh, the federal government could change, uh, withhold, or freeze the money it provides to the province for infrastructure and for discretionary programs. Alberta, as as we know, is looking at some measures. Uh, uh, one of the ones that we heard the other day is the truck inspections. They basically stop trucks coming out of British Columbia, inspect them for safety, snarl the border that way. And, of course, there's a proposal to cut off oil or reduce oil shipments to British Columbia. So there's, there's plenty of hardball things out there. Uh, the interesting thing you asked me off the beginning is which is more likely to get a settlement here is going hard on British Columbia and making the province and the government pay a price for this is that going to bring British Columbia to the table or would it involve this kind of side deal with Kinder Morgan and the agreement to go to court 
Um, I guess as a good Canadian, I like to think Canadians like the nonviolent options, yeah. even when one province in the national government has good reason to be angry. I, I, look, I, I'm not saying that Alberta doesn't have good reason to be angry, and I'm not saying Ottawa doesn't either. I'm just I'm saying, okay, you can see a settlement here that might preserve the pipeline and save face all around, but... You know, you can, I can understand why politically that might be a very hard sell in Alberta. It might be a hard sell in Ottawa. Well, interesting days ahead, Vaughn. Uh, more to VancouverSun.com. Thanks so much for making some time for us here. Appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye. Take care. Vaughn Palmer, uh, political columnist with the Vancouver Sun, VancouverSun.com. So you, you can maybe see in all of that the potential for some kind of an agreement. Now, again, and, and I don't think Kinder Morgan has said we need all of this resolved by May 31st. What they've said is that we need some certainty going forward. We need, we need to see a path. So if there's some kind of an agreement about an expedited court challenge that will address this question kind of once and for all, and in the interim, some kind of guarantee from Ottawa and or Alberta uh, to, to help indemnify the company or protect them against the risk they're, they're taking on with this additional delay. Maybe that's sufficient. Because I, I think at least that would provide some certainty. It would be terrific if we could get the Supreme Court judges on the phone and say, you guys busy tomorrow, let's do this. But that's not realistic. But if we could have something decided by September, October, November, something along those lines... Uh, and perhaps even in the interim, other preparatory work on the project can continue. I mean, maybe that's the ideal solution here. I mean, what what do we expect realistically to, to be accomplished here? What's what's the end game? And what does a, a resolution look like? Well, we'll have some opportunity coming up after 1 o'clock for you to weigh in on those questions. What needs to be done? And whether you're still convinced that there's a, a way to save this project. I get the sense that a lot of people have kind of written off the project. And it's more about how best to kick BC in the teeth in retaliation for what they've done here. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.